Hey, Joey. <laughs> oh, my glasses. Boo Hecker. And- I- <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. Hello to anyone listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We've been friends for over 15 years. Mm-hmm. And every single week, we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That's what we do every yeah. single week without fail. We never miss a week. I got to tell you something. This Joey Buhecker made me laugh. We, Mike and I were texting him during the theme song, asking him to come on after breakfast, which you can do, by the way, any of you, uh, not join us, but listen, um, which I guess it's kind of like joining us. Every Sunday after our nine o'clock show, we stick around. We tell some stories we don't want to talk off the air. I have a lot of things I want to talk about off the air. But anyway, Buhecker was like, maybe yes. <laughs> and I don't know why that made me laugh so much. <laughs> Um, yeah, so mixler.com slash afterthought media recording live. Thanks you to, thank you to everybody who join who is joining us live. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you, Joey? What's up? What's new? Oh God, Mike Lawson, because you know, uh we do this show every week, but sometimes yeah. when we do this show, I forget to mention some things. And so for instance, um I had sur- you know, and even forgot to mention it well, you know we do like what's coming up next week. I was like, I don't know, I don't have anything coming up. That's not true. I had surgery. <gasps> what? Yeah. On uh, what? The back of my neck. I had. You, you ever watched this, um, uh, Doctor Pimple Popper? No, I hate that kind of stuff. But go on. Okay. Well, on there. First of all, I want. Okay, I'm doing. Let me. Okay, I'm gonna go, jump ahead of myself. Okay, I had never seen Doctor Pimple Popper before. I started telling people I was gonna have this surgery, and then people were like, "You should watch this Doctor Pimple Popper." Why anybody would tell someone who's about to have surgery like that to watch a show, I don't know, okay? okay. It gave me a whole bunch of anxiety uh, leading up to the surgery, because that's literally exactly what I had is what these people have on that show, right? Now, I will say, post-surgery, I can't get enough of it, okay? But yeah. leading up to the surgery, it was making me very nervous. So, on this Dr. Pimple Popper, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. I've never seen her. Now, I haven't been on the YouTube channel. This is just a TLC show, the cable show. Um, She hasn't popped one fucking pimple. All right. Everything is like this gigantic softball size growth on someone. Right. Mine wasn't that big. And uh, and she removes it. And it's it's disgusting. It's I don't know why I can't stop watching it. I love it. Right. But it's fucking vile and gross and disgusting to watch, right? And she, like, takes these, like, it looks like either raw chicken breast or oatmeal. Depends on what she's cutting, right? Yeah. And, um, but I can't stop watching it since my surgery. Anyway, so I, it, <clears throat> Taylor Lante boy was asking me, and he had the perfect size description. Cause I, for, I, I struggled for a long time to say how big it was. I couldn't think of a, a comparable size, but now I got it because of Taylor. Thank you, Taylor. 
I had a, a, a lump about the size of an eyeball on the back of my neck. Now, you uh, up until recently, my hairline covered it very well. Okay. But okay. um, but it was getting annoying and bothersome, and I could tell people were seeing it and looking at it, and so I had it removed. And so, so it's on the back of your neck, right? It was on the back of my neck, yeah. And you could tell people were looking at it, or you well, think yeah, because children would say things. Okay, you're like, what's on the back of that man's neck? You yeah, know, and then it's hush, mommy. Billy. Look, Quasimodo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, look, there's another face growing out of that fat man's neck. You know, okay. <clears throat> and then of course, not- so it's starting to bother you, or it was starting to. Bother yeah, yeah, yeah. It was starting to make me very self conscious, and it went. It didn't hurt or anything like that. And also, you know, it was always embarrassing too when I got my hair cut because you could tell the person cutting my hair didn't want to say anything. Yeah, yeah. And um, I have a a mole on the back of my neck, mm-hmm. and the way that they kind of like cut around it, you could, like you know they're doing something different, yeah. even if. Like, you can't see what they're doing. Yeah. Like, you can tell by their actions what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, anyway, I had it removed. It's gone. And uh, they just... So, anyway, the, what I want to talk about was I was very, very, very anxious going... Like, super anxious. I actually had had it removed before, but the doctor didn't get all of it out. So, it came back. You learned this on Dr. Pimple Popper. So, I had had it removed before, and I, and I re- always distinctly remember... Like being uncomfortable the night afterwards because it, it hurt and I couldn't sleep. So I was sort of more anxious about that than the actual surgery itself. It's just a local anesthetic. They don't put you under. Sure. And um, and so I was really kind of anxious, you know, and just just anxious. You know, when someone's going to cut you open, it's just it's not unusual to have anxiety, right? So I go and I'm. Sitting there, and they, and they go, oh, we take your blood pressure, which I was like, well, I don't know why, but they did, right? And my blood pressure is always normal, right? But this yeah. fucking nurse, I hate her. Okay. She's like, puts the little band around my arm, and then she, because every time I've had my blood pressure taken to the doctor, I don't know what's happened to you, the nurse is always like, now stay still, be very quiet, you know, relax. And then she's very quiet, and they let the thing do its thing, right? Yeah. This nurse was, like, chatting me up and then was like, oh, I see here you haven't taken your diabetes class. Oh, and also, you have to have your foot examined for your, yeah. even though I've never been around my foot. You haven't done a lot. She goes, you haven't done a lot of your things that you're supposed to be, like, start scolding me, right? right. And I'm already anxious. Mm-hmm. My blood pressure wasn't through the roof, but it was high. Okay, yeah. it was like 139 over 90 or something like that, right? I have, um, I don't know if we've talked here, but I have like white coat yeah. syndrome, mm-hmm. they call it. Yeah. So like I go to the doctor and my pulse is like 100. Thank you. Like, thank you. Okay. Always high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. And that was my, my pulse was like uh, 100 or something like that. You're right. And she was like, oh my God, right? And they yeah. treated like it was an emergency. I don't know. Because I've always had fine blood pressure. I don't know what good... Or bad blood pressure is, right? And she was like, oh, my God, right? Oh, my God. Uh, Okay, okay. So let me talk to the doctor. And I was like, oh, my God, what is going on? Right, Right. am I about to die? Yeah, right? So then she goes, "Uh, the doctor said he'll just do the surgery. So I go in and the doctor's like, is everything okay? Do you usually have high blood pressure? Which they have my records. I was like, no. He's like, what's wrong? And like literally as they're prepping me to open up the back of my neck, right? Yeah. So, uh... (laughs) <laughs> they do the surgery, it's fine. And I tell the the nurse that was with the doctor, I say, can we do my blood pressure again? 
I go, can I feel much better now? And she was like, yeah, right? It was fine, Michael Austin. My blood pressure was back to normal. Right. My pulse was back to normal. Everything was back to normal, okay? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And I, I talked to my brother later, because he had a friend who had like, really high blood pressure. So I went, he goes like, oh, no, that guy had like 200 and something over like 130 or something like that, right? And I was like, oh, okay, that makes me feel like, no, 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 no. I guess it happened to my brother, too. And he was like, no, no, no. He's all like, they're, it, it, for, for them to diagnose you with high blood pressure, they have to like watch it for a long time. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Right? Kind, of, kind of like a high glucose reading. Like one high glucose reading doesn't mean that you have diabetes. Yeah. It just means, you know, you're struggling to get it down or for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, you, but you, you know, I, you, you, this is a very good example. I've called you in a panic because my blood sugar is like 180. And yeah. then you're like, yeah, just drink <laughs> a glass of water, right? Yeah. And, uh, because, but I don't, I have no point of reference. They don't tell you, right? Right. So, um, it's also so like individual though. So, like, you peaking at a 180 and like sticking there mm-hmm. is so different than me peaking at a 180. Yeah. Cause like, you know, I just have, you know, an extra scoop of cottage cheese with breakfast and I'm past 180. Yeah, you know? exactly. No, that makes sense. And so, okay, so then whatever, I leave. Okay. I have to go back Friday to get my stitches removed. Right. And yeah. it said that my nurse was going to be the one that helped me, you know, the, the second one. Her name was like, you know, Esmeralda or something like that. Right. It says in the thing, my lesson, it's that horrible nurse again. Oh, no. And she goes, I have a note that I have to test your blood pressure because it was high last time. My blood pressure goes through the roof again, right? Oh, yeah. Because now it's yeah. her, okay? Um, and, and not only that, she puts it, she's all like, I don't know. This rap band I'm putting around doesn't seem very secure. Um, I don't know if it's going to give you a proper reading. Then it's doing this thing, the machine, and she's like, so you're always having high blood pressure? Do you have heart problems? What are you doing? And then, again, the pulse was, it was this, Mike, it was the same reading. It was the exact same reading, but I just left. I just left. I was just like, yeah. I'm just not going to deal with it. I know, because I, I literally can feel my blood boil as she, I, just when I saw her come to the door to get me, I could, right. but I'm, I'm still going to now take my health more seriously. Thank you. <laughs> And maybe get a different doctor's office. I mean, it's Kaiser. Are you Kaiser? John Marti makes a really good point in the chat room. He says they tell you these things in the diabetes class I didn't go to. Oh. <laughs> well. Um, so how's your neck, though? It's good. Now it's just itchy. What what I'm very lucky at is that the scar and the – God bless – by the way, this surgeon – I've heard this about surgeons. They're very odd. Like, Mike, he literally finished the surgery, right? He's like, okay, uh, you're all sewed up. He could not have been out of that room fast enough. His coat was already like off, and I was like, "Uh, did you get everything?" He's like, yeah, and it was like he was out the door, choom, like boom, right? He just left that room so fast. Uh, it's just itchy now, and it's. It, it, I don't think anyone will ever see it unless you're cutting my hair or anything. So, oh, good. Yeah, and hopefully you're less self conscious about it. Well, yeah, it's, it's smaller than a giant fucking eyeball on the back of my neck. Because you know what was so reassuring, too, was I just thought, because, again, I was I had not seen this Dr. Pippa Pupper. I thought only fat people get this. It was almost like, a like a, like oh, you're so fucking fat that the, um, I thought that only fat people get these um, uh, things. No, uh, I found out that, like, very thin people get them. Hold on for a second. I'm sorry. Uh, friend
end of the show, Carlo just wrote me a mean message. I'm going to tell you about it right now. Okay, so Carlo, my friend in Germany, he, he's been on the market for a while, right? Now he started dating again. Okay, so the first guy he goes on a date with, he goes, I went on a date with this guy. I just wasn't interested in him. He was kind of creepy. He kept staring at me. He was very attracted to me. I didn't like it. I go, let me see a picture. Mike Lawson, this guy that he went on a date with was so fucking hot. I almost fell out of my chair. That's how hot he was. Right? So yeah, but he was boring. Carlo wasn't into him. Right? Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. Right? Okay, great. Then he goes on another date with a guy. He goes, oh, now this guy was hot. This guy was so hot. Right? Mm-hmm. He was whatever. But you know what? Look, people have different tastes. Look, Aiden finds me super attractive. I don't know what's wrong with him. Right? So people have different tastes. Okay? Okay. Carlo calls me yesterday. Okay? And he goes, I just had the most romantic night I'm super into this guy. I'm all the guy from before. He's like, nope, new guy. Right? He goes, and listen to what he says. <laughs> and he goes, Joe, and I actually think you're going to be, you're going to think this one is super hot. Okay. And I go, tell me what your first reaction is to this one. Okay. This is what he says to me. He goes, you're going to think this guy is so hot. I'm going to send you a picture. I go, what does he look like? He goes, he looks like me, but with red hair. <laughs> that's a weird thing to say thank you thank you i laughed yeah. i go wow okay well first of all you're assuming that i think you're super hot and it's also weird that you think yourself is super hot right but the, you know, i mean i've heard a joe batan story before so yeah. i know that sometimes you frame things in a way to kind of get a uh-huh. certain reaction but if that's truly how it was presented you will think he's hot i think he's hot and when you ask what he looks like, his answer is just like me. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> if that's truly what happened, that's truly what happened, right? Okay. Weird. Mike Lawson, here, it's weird, but I'm gonna get even weirder. So he, I guess he forgot to send it, right? So he sent it, right? He sent me the pictures in the middle of the night. So I wake up, Mike Lawson. The guy looks exactly like him. Really? Yeah, like to the point where I thought I thought he sent me pictures of himself as a joke. Well, I mean, okay. Go. What's to- weird is that to me, that's like, I mean, I'm not. This has nothing to do with Carlo. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, like, for myself, mm-hmm. someone who looks just like me, that's repulsive. Yeah, me too. Like when I'm dating, I'm looking yes. for someone who looks nothing like me. Yes, Mike Lawson. Okay, I'm gonna now because he wants followers anyway. On Instagram, yeah. his name is Carlo and Carlo. Okay, his name is Carlo and Carlo. So go there, and then I'm gonna send you a picture of um, the guy that he that he's in love with too. Right? Okay. Okay. I sent you that picture, and then go to Carlo and Carlo on Instagram. Okay. So Carlo and Carlo. Yeah, Carlo. You know what? Carlo is very attractive. Though. Carlo's very attractive, right? But you know, it's just, and I'll bet you this redhead is as well. Yeah. Um. So. He- so, you know what? Carlo's more attractive than the guy that you sent the picture of. Well, Carlo's going to like hearing that. But am I wrong that they're like twins? They do look a lot alike. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They look a lot alike in some pictures. Yes! <laughs> Mike Lawson, he wasn't wrong. They look exactly alike. And so 
Um, and Joey, this isn't like, <laughs> oh, no, like if they're on the street, people might say, yes. like, are you guys brothers? Yes. Yes. Mike Lawson. Yes. So what I did was are so weird. So I responded with a gif of a cat uh, smelling a durian fruit for the same time. And then cat, yeah, I like, know what you're talking. oh, you I saw that one. Yeah, the cat gags about. and falls off the table. Yeah. Okay. And um, Mike Lawson. He just wrote to me right now. That's why I said breaking news. He wrote, and I can tell he's being very serious. He said, very rude and disrespectful. Oh, no, really? Yeah. And then I go, listen to Catching Up right now. You can hear the story. And he wrote back, I'd rather listen to my own. I'd rather go eat at my favorite Thai restaurant. With so, himself. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to Carlos Day in a mirror. I didn't realize it. He's named the mirror Philip. The name of the guy is Philip, by the way. The name of the guy is Philip. I think that they're both very attractive. I think that Carlo is more attractive. I don't. I feel like maybe once upon a time when you guys started talking, I may have like checked out his Instagram, but I haven't actually scrolled through in a long time. Well, here's the deal, and I will say this, and 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 if Carlo listens, I think I've told Carlo this in in, in person when we talk all the time. But I've also, you know, I've, I've FaceTimed with Carlo a bunch of times too, and I've told Carlo this. And Sweet Michael, who is now. Uh, canceled he um well he uh, i'll talk about that after breakfast but um he would agree with me is carlo's one of the few people that is um reverse photogenic i wouldn't say he's not photogenic he takes fine pictures but carlo's very attractive on instagram but when you see him actually moving around on facetime and in person mike lawson he is stunning he the pictures don't do him justice. I don't think he knows his angles or whatever because he hmm. is stunning in when you see him moving. I would act, I can actually tell you he has a YouTube channel that, but the the problem is the YouTube channels from when he was like sixteen and seventeen, maybe eighteen. So I think he looks more like an adult now than he did then. But you can see a child version of him, a teenage version of him. If you go to his YouTube channel, Captain Carlo, problem, it's in German, right? But you get to see more closer what he looks like when he's moving around. Uh, when he, but he's like 17. Um, and so uh, anyway, but uh, but he's, he looks more like a man now than he did then. But that's a good – you can get a good sense that he's more stunning in in, in – in motion than he is in pictures but um so i see what you're saying and i and i'm also saying that because i feel bad i think he thinks that i'm saying the guy is gross and of course if he thinks i'm saying the guy is gross he thinks i'm saying that he's gross because they look exactly alike <laughs> i don't think either of them are gross i think we're just kind of making fun of how he presented it to you but also there's i mean this is not unique to carlo and Car- <laughs> Carlo and Carlo. <laughs> but if- <laughs> I'm going to make that joke right now. I'm going to tell them about, well, them. I think in, in the gay world, like there are kind of this relationship type where you'll see men walking around with men that look very similar to them. Like two dudes that are dating that just look alike. Mm-hmm. And when you're in relationships too, like your style tends to kind of converge and, mm-hmm. you know, you might share shit or, you, I don't know, start buying the same type of shoe or mm-hmm. stuff like that happens too. That where even if you didn't look just alike before, you you eventually be, start to become similar. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I anyway, wonder if that's why people start looking like their pets too. That is weird. Or they, like they start looking like each other. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. Anyway, what's anyway, going on well, with you, Mike Lawson? 
Well, I'm staying at um, my friend Celeste's house right now. Is my audio weird? Nope. I'm in like a bigger room. Um, I'm at house sitting for Celeste. She lives in like the Berkeley Hills, like mm-hmm. in the middle of I'm not nowhere, but like pretty remote mm-hmm. uh, up here. And it's like really quiet. I'm all alone. I've been here for about a week and it's wonderful. <laughs> oh, you like it? Oh my God. I'm, I love it. I'm all alone, Joey. It's wonderful. I don't have a whole fucking family of people. Mm-hmm. But, oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm such a like introverted loner that this is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. There's been a few scary moments. So like her house is like uh, in the hills and it's like, so elevated that like at night it gets foggy Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean because we're like up here pretty high Mm -hmm. not every night but like it's gotten foggy a couple nights and gets a little eerie Mm -hmm. but then her house also is beautiful Mm -hmm. but it has um a lot of windows a lot of windows without window coverings because they're up here in the hills like can i interrupt you for a second yeah. It's so weird to me because I I used to uh, the Celeste person used to live by Mike Lawson in Southern California and she had like this like kind of ghetto husband at the time. They have a different husband now. And yeah. they lived like in like a shitty like apartment in like Fountain Valley or something like that, didn't they? No. They lived he owned a house. He you, he was an interesting guy, her ex-husband mm-hmm. because he made significant amounts of money. Okay. But he worked in porn, so yes, he did he like did. Uh-huh. He, he like code codes websites. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do this anymore, but he like would code websites, and they were like for a porn company. Mm-hmm. So he would like pull in tons of money, but then he would like I don't know smoke weed at his desk and like had his nose pierced mm-hmm. and like the septum pierced and all. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he didn't have sort of like the air of a guy that was pulling in the kind of money he was mm-hmm. pulling in, but he owned the house that they lived in and you know, they, they did okay. Um, but she, she's, her new husband is um, different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a doctor like she is. And he's, you know, they're just, life is a little more serious. They have a kid. I don't know. Things are a little bit different, but this house is full of windows mm-hmm. and, there's a uh in their living room i actually helped them install it they got this like uh kind of interesting weird uh chandelier thing Mm -hmm. and because of the way we installed it it doesn't turn off so it's on 24 7 okay so their living room has light 24 7 okay weird you can't turn it off and there's like windows in the front room that open up to the street. Mm -hmm. So sitting in the living room, you can like, I don't know, be seen from the street technically. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just like kind of, I don't know. It's been an interesting week. I'm ready to go home, but I'm also like have enjoyed this, the silence. Mm -hmm. There were some other stories that I wanted to tell you from being up here, but it's just been kind of me doing my own thing. I've, um, uh, I did kind of like, well, no, that's after I'm going to never, never mind. Yeah. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty much my story. She does have, um, similar taste to me. So we have like, a bunch of Asian like, boys around weird paper cutters or like there's a button maker. So I made a bunch of buttons mm-hmm. <laughs> just kind of like enjoying, like being here and doing stuff that I don't have my whole family here. Yeah. And, um, there was a good, 
I'm so glad I'm not at the house because I probably would have said something mean about it. Mario, yeah, uh, bless his heart, mm-hmm. is going to Boston to see his sister. Okay, um, early next week. And he sent a text to the whole house, and I just – nobody's responded to it, by the way. But he's like, hello, I'm going to be out of town next week to visit my sister, but I need to do laundry tonight because I won't have time to do it this weekend. If it could be clear by 6 p.m., that would be clear. great. Thank you. Isn't that weird? What do you mean? What does he mean by this? Like, like nobody like, there? Nobody's in the washer or dryer by 6 p.m. Thank you. Isn't know. that just that's, a bizarre way of stating it? That's a, it's a really weird – yeah, I wouldn't have stated it's it that so way. Mario. Yeah, I feel yeah. like the polite thing to do is a question like, hey, I really urgently need to do laundry, but I only can do it during this window. Is there any chance that I can have the machines yes. starting at six? Yes. Question mark. And then you're still being kind of aggressive and you're still telling everyone to get out of the machines, but you have the you're giving people the opportunity to say, like, oh, I'm actually doing laundry or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. But the weird thing, too, is nobody responded. Everybody just was like, that was bitchy. Did he get to do it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not there. Oh, it's right. Yeah. So how long, um, are, you, how long are you in this house by yourself? Uh, today's my last day. Oh, so I'm going to okay. pick her up at the airport today and then go back to the old life. Mm-hmm. But I've enjoyed it. I need to I need to move out. That's the next thing I'm doing is I'm moving out. The end. From the mountains to the sea to all of California, this is the Catching Up News Report. Mike Lawson, what do you got going on in the Bay Area? Joey, a San Francisco woman is livid after a homeless man who allegedly accosted her is released from jail. Have you seen this video or is this just kind of being spread locally? It's been all over my social media, but I don't know how far, how, how widespread, excuse me, how widespread it's gone. But a woman who was assaulted by a homeless man, and apparently he was like a little nuts, Mm -hmm. uh, right outside her building in Selma is outraged that the suspect has been released from jail. Mm -hmm. The entire incident was caught on camera. You can see it. Um, I'm going to send you a link. Is it okay if I send it over iMessage? Yeah, give a shit. How would you prefer it? Uh, Actually, I'd have to open iMessage. Put it in Google Hangouts. Okay. so this Lincoln you has the video, and if you're in the chat room, I also posted it in the chat room, just because you could kind of see the dude attack her. And I'm, is I mean, there it's sound? Not... Because if, if I play, there's gonna be sound. Um, oh my god, I... this guy's headshot. Okay, I won't spoil your your story. Sorry, I just I just scrolled down. Sorry. Oh, at his mugshot. His mugshot. <laughs> um, basically, the dude. Um, Attacked her right in the like lobby of this building, and you see the security guard who's to be between you and me is like pretty useless. The security guard like runs to the door and like, <gasps> oh my gosh, kind of, everyone, like, yeah, like she's str- oh my god, he's so everyone should know he's like he's struggling and he's pulling her down. The, the security guard is awful, like he well, really I is mean, attacking her. I don't, I don't, I don't. What's a security guard's job though? Like it's to not call to the like. Police. Yeah, exactly. And I guess she's calling the police. He's, she, there's a phone in her hand. So she's doing that. And she even, like, tries to kind of get physically involved a little bit. But I don't know. It's weird. Just go. Just go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, poor lady, though. Anyways, so this dude is nuts. And then um, after all of this, he doesn't even spend time in jail, really. Oh, really? Uh, they let him yeah, they let him go right away. He has a trial in September. 
he's been giving an given an order to stay at least a hundred feet away from the building, and that's pretty much it. That's where they're at right now. I have a bunch of questions. Okay, go. I might have answers. You might have the answers too. Okay. One, because everyone should know in this video, there's a point where the woman gets into the apartment building. Uh, No help from the security guard, by the way. And then they're trying to hold the door back from the guy. He's trying to open it. They don't have an automatic locking system in this building? Well, I mean, it's a public – or not public, but it's like a building where people come and go. I don't think – you mean like a button that just locks it? I'm sure there's a key. Yeah. But I don't know that she, you know, was prepared to like – run up and lock it so maybe she doesn't have the key on her person when she Mm -hmm. runs up also i know like with with security systems that i've seen in homes you could just press a button like it has a picture of like a a police badge you could just press a button and that button will call the police immediately she doesn't have a button like a panic button like that where she doesn't have to call in one they'll just it's just like a panic button that they need police that's it seems a little bat phone to me but i mean I don't know. It, that seems a little extra. But okay. Next, yeah. do we know why this guy is obsessed with this woman? No, I think he, what's interesting is in comments that I've seen in articles, like locals for the most part are like, "Yep." I, I don't know. Like just yesterday, I was at a Starbucks and I was waiting for my order, looking out the window, and I watched a homeless man kind of like screaming, and then people passed him, and as they passed him, he just spit at them. Like we just – there's shit like this happens all the time. I mean the homeless problem in San Francisco is I think at peak – at its peak. I would, I mean I hope it's at its peak where it's a problem. Like there's people sleeping everywhere. There's people shitting everywhere, pissing, and like mentally ill people who are like just really on edge. And then other people who are trying to get around them to get to work – and these two words are, worlds are colliding, and it's creating things like this where that guy's having a like a freakout. It's not like he attacked her because he – it wasn't like he was trying to rape her or even like burglarize her. Like he was just nuts and like started like beating her up for no apparent reason, right? But, so this is like a but mental – But he's beaten her up before though, right? That's the Say story. it again? He's beaten her up before. That's the story, correct? No. Oh, oh! I thought the story was the way I understood it was that he had been released and then went and beat her up again. Oh, you're saying no? That- so this incident happened and he didn't even stay in jail. Like the cops. Oh, they- I misunderstood the story. Oh, okay. that's why I want to know why specifically he beat her up. And I, th- I thought it was because this was a second incident. No. Oh. So he just kind of like the reason why this story maybe is kind of gaining some steam is like this is a typical or. <laughs> Typical might not be the right word, but this is a pretty normal experience in San Francisco where someone who's kind of mentally ill and requires services that they don't, they're not receiving are kind of coming up against the people who are living and working in the area. And it's mm-hmm. just like, I And don't what do you think the logic is for releasing him during the, tr- while he awaits trial? I guess, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they have the facilities to... I, I actually don't know. He was just released on his own recognizance. That's all it says. Um, he was released against the recommendation of the DA's office, though, okay. because they thought he posed a threat. But mm-hmm. that's all it says. He pled not guilty. Mm-hmm. He was under the influence of some substance or substances. Mm-hmm. 
And his booking photo proves it. <laughs> well, yeah, no, if you see his booking photo, he looks like a maniac. Now, here's my question, too. What, what is your take here, though? Because, like, you know, the homeless problem in L.A. is is, is nearing San Francisco proportions. I was yeah. in the arts district with a friend of the show, John Paul, last week. And in the arts district, you never really saw homeless people before. And it was a real problem when we were there. And they were causing quite the disturbance while they were there. And I understand... The rights of homeless people and whatnot, but what do you do when there are people who have clearly mental issues or they're sick yeah. or they need help or they're under some sort of uh, substance, under the influence of some sort of substance? What, what yeah. I mean, we have to also protect I the public. I almost think – I think that a lot of the argument – so there's, there's a big kind of, I don't know, um, story going around or a potential like navigation center. Have you heard of this? No type of term it's based so san francisco some kind of activists and this isn't really kind of my a comfortable place for me to talk about because i don't i'm not super educated in it but there's like a some local nonprofits and activists that are in the space that are advocating for a kind of like navigation center to help people find services and to get them kind of connected with either housing or mental health help or um, doctors or whatever kind of services they need. And then there's some folks that are kind of fighting it. And I think we've talked about it in the past. The people who are fighting it are kind of like a not in, ba- not in my backyard type people. Mm-hmm. So they, they're fighting it because they don't want it near the property they own because then that brings more of a certain type of person into their their area and could potentially pull down the value of their property. Mm-hmm. But Maybe like something like that where like, you know, there's so many great services, especially in a a progressive place like San Francisco that could help folks. But like finding them is difficult. And then also like if you're mentally – if you're dealing with mental illness, like returning to the service to get, you know, treatment is sometimes difficult. So like some nonprofits actually just do that, like going out on the street and like helping people remember to go to shit, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't know. I don't. I genuinely have no idea what a homeless solution is. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know because I was thinking right now when you were saying this is I think I don't think it's a pipe dream. I think you have it's the 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 difficult thing with the homeless situation is you can't put a a blanket label on all homeless people. I think that there are people who really are down on their luck who want to get out of the situation and will do anything to get out of the situation. And there's a set of services for those people. But then there are people who are either mentally ill or under the influence of some or, you know, they're addicted to some sort of substance and they either don't know that they can get help or don't or actively do not want to get help. And so what do you do with those? Those people seem to be the the other one, sort of like the ideal homeless person is an easy solution to solve, you know, but, but the I, other yeah. one is difficult, is more difficult. How do you how do you keep I, their rights? But then also. It's it's very hard. I don't even know what the solution yeah. is. I agree with you. I think I might almost say, though, like that person who's addic- addicted to a substance or mentally ill and therefore homeless, like those folks also are down on their luck. And But I guess like are more – it's a more difficult nut to crack because they're not necessarily like uh, – their number one priority is not changing their circumstance. Exactly. Like exactly. the other person might be. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. 
Solving homelessness on a Sunday. Well, look, Mike, equally as, as important, Magnum apologizes for an ad comparing guilty pleasure of ice cream to going to prison for being gay. Uh, Magnum Ice Cream has apologized for an ad on Spotify, which compared the guilty pleasure of eating one of its desserts to being arrested for being gay. Said the narrator, I tried to find the ad, I couldn't. Said the narrator in the ad, which aired, oh, they only aired in the UK. There you go. A hug for my boyfriend, that's my guilty pleasure. And the punchline, because in my country, just a simple hug with the man I love could send me to prison for more than 10 years. And I guess it did not go over too well with people, too. too which is funny, because I think it's just uh, something tone deaf. I don't know where Magnum is based. I don't know what country it's based in. But it seems like, you know, what they're saying is the guilty pleasure of eating an ice cream bar is the same as the guilty pleasure of someone in, like, the Sudan or something like that trying to be gay. And it just... it. <laughs> It seemed, again, to use this term a lot, tone deaf. Uh, What are your thoughts, Mike Lawson? Because here's the deal. When I was looking up the ad, I really was trying to find the ad so I could play it on the show. Yeah. But uh, the problem is is that they've they've stricken it from the internet. But you do find a lot of pro-gay ads from Magnum Ice Cream. They seem to have a very strong pro-gay ad campaign that they do. Yeah, like in... Yeah. In 2015, they had like Willem was part of their stuff, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So in 2015, they did a like a series with like gender non-conforming people as part of a campaign they called "Be True to Yourself" or yeah. "Be True to Your Pleasure" or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they do have it. I don't. I think it's a misstep. I don't know that it's like that. We have to cancel them and, and never eat a Magnum ice cream again. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not a big Magnum ice cream fan, though. Are you? Yeah. No, I've never even had it. I'm not a big fan of... Okay, there's going to be a caveat here. I'm not really a fan of ice cream bars. Okay? Same. I do... By the way, I do love ice cream. I just don't really like ice cream bars. That said... That said, this past week... Because I'm trying to have... I love ice cream so much. I'm trying to have a healthier alternative after my uh, freak high blood pressure readings. Yeah. And Armando, for my birthday, uh, gave me a book about how to make paletas, you know, which are the Mexican fruit bars, frozen fruit bars. So I've been – because the ingredients are really, really simple. Um, and I'm going to tell you something. As, as a diabetic, I can tell you something that you might appreciate. What's your what's your point on Splenda? What is your position on Splenda? I eat plenty of it. Okay. So um, – Instead of sugar, I've replaced it. Well, now, here's, for those of you who want to cook with Splenda or use Splenda in place of sugar, I don't know if you know this, it's much sweeter than sugar, so just do it by half. Okay, That's a really good rule of thumb. So um, I've been making the paletas with Splenda. Cool. Okay? So, yes, obviously there's still sugar in the fruit, you know, there's fructose, yeah. but I'm not getting that extra dose of sugar, so I've been making it with Splenda. I just have, I just have the sugar. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I reduced the sugar by half. And that amount of Splenda. And so um, I've been actually really, really liking those. I've had it with watermelon, and I had it with mango and strawberry mixed together. I like um, Splenda's good. The problem with it is it makes – for me, it makes, like, food, like, highly palatable, if that makes sense. So it's like, God, that is, like, not just good. That's, like, extra good. Mm -hmm. And then it's not calorie – dense so it's not like eating it is filling me up Mm -hmm. but it's like making me want it Mm -hmm. so then i want more yeah i don't know i find like 
I go through phases where, and a lot of times it's just like, oh, I ran out of Splenda, so I don't have it for a couple weeks. And during those periods, I tend to like be fuller, quicker, and just like, I think I'm a better, I'm better for it. But I do still kind of end up craving it and caving in and getting more. Well, you know, I'm very lucky in that I'm look again. There's I'm I'm so cursed with so many things, but one of the few things I'm lucky with is I don't have a sweet tooth. Okay, right. on the flip side, I have a salt tooth. So like a fucking bag of Doritos is not going to exist around me for long. Yeah, but I sweet, have a sweet tooth. Yeah, I don't have a sweet tooth, so like I can have one paleta and be fine. Licor- licorice drops and jelly rolls. I've got a sweet tooth for. Never mind. Go on. All right. Well, look. I was going to sing the rest of the song, but I'm not. Okay. <laughs> it, that's the song Sugar Daddy from Hedwig and the Angry Inch, everybody. He's quoting. Um, so, anyway, the point is... So, I can, it, it doesn't really affect me because I can have one and I'm fine. You know, I'm moving yeah. around about, about my day. But I see what you're saying. If they had like a, if they had a Splenda for Doritos, I would be uh, in trouble. The the thing with a, an ice cream bar is it's usually just inconvenient to eat. And I find myself like... <sighs> I talk a lot about my anxieties, but like this is not a social anxiety where like my heart is pounding or whatever, but I find myself like hurrying to eat it so it's not like dripping and getting uncomfortable and, you know, annoying that I end up like not even enjoying it. It's like hurry up and eat it. Maybe I should bite from the bottom so that this bottom melty part doesn't fall off Mm -hmm. and it just becomes unenjoyable give me a bowl of ice cream that's fine so i think the ratio of whatever it is with the the shit vanilla they usually have in it is not is off so it's like a thin it's not a creamy ice cream in a bowl it's a type of ice cream that could stick to a stick yeah you're right and it's a very good point and then it's like a thin layer of this shit chocolate with whatever shit they mixed in it. Like they're all like, "What would you do with a Klondike?" I wouldn't do shit for a Klondike bar. Yeah, no, I, I would. I don't. I don't know. Does do people maybe like took, Klondike if you bars? Took the wax that you put into the chocolate out of it. I might do something else. But. Now you know what's funny. What I am a sucker for, and it's a San Francisco treat, and it's not rice aroni. Have you ever had that? It's it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it's it. They're, and those aren't that great. No, but but, but the, I imagine if someone made a really high quality, it's it like with good. We ice have cream. that. There's a um, place up here called Cream. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, it's a chain. Yeah. Do you guys I, have that? I don't think so. But okay. Well, it's the same thing. You go in and you pick the fresh baked cookie you want, and then they like scoop an ice cream and like smash it into the sandwich and give it to you. Oh, you know what? There is a there is an ice cream truck that does do that called Cool House. Mm, they do mm, that. Mm. You're right. I never thought about that. But yeah. So in it's it, by the way, just an ice cream sandwich, but the sandwich is cookies. So, yeah. uh, all right. Anyway, what else is going on with you, Mike Lawson? And, uh, well, was- <laughs> nothing really. I did want to tell you a weird update to – I told a story, multiple stories about this dude. Uh, the most recent version of the story I told was we had hooked up um, – you know, within the last year, and then he just randomly posted on Facebook that he was married. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? Yes. And I was like, well, he certainly admitted that when we hung out. And it wasn't that I was offended, but I was like, I don't know. I felt like I should have known he was partnered, even though we were just hooking up. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was weird that it was admitted. Yeah. Because he told me like, oh, I got a new job. Oh, I I don't know. You know, I traded in my car. Here's my question. I'm going to ask you this question now. What makes you think that um, it wasn't uh, like, you know, straight people do it all the time where they meet and the next week they get married in Las Vegas? 
Well, Joey, oh. so cut to um, I am I get off the train, I go to Starbucks, and as I'm walking into the Starbucks, the guy in front of me, I mean, like, I'm looking at his just backside, and I'm like, okay, he's handsome enough, but I don't see his face or whatever. And we're in line for almost like i don't know maybe five minutes Mm -hmm. and he kind of turns around it's this it's the guy it's this guy i'm like oh my god hi and we talked i'm like i saw that you got married and he's like weirdest thing i was on a vacation i met this man he lives in germany and we just kind of like fell for each other real fast Mm -hmm. And we both – they weren't at home. So they both go home. He, the guy goes to Germany. He comes back to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like uh, dating long distance and decide that they're going to see each other here or there. And they're just so in love that they have this plan to finally like move and be with one another for – you know to try it out. Mm-hmm. And they have some sort of like vacation. I don't. I'm forgetting the details because I really stopped caring. But mm-hmm. they have some sort of vacation where the dude proposes, and they just got married. And he's moving to Germany like in two months. So Is it would actually Carlo? really. I'm sorry. Is a guy named Carlo? Yeah, and they're twins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the isn't that weird that um. You you got it right on the money. Like I was like, oh, he should have told me. Yeah. But then I, I actually found out that they literally met like just a couple months before they were married. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if that makes him a better person or I mean, he wasn't a bad person to begin with, but um, it rounds out the story anyway. Yeah. Um. So that happened. <laughs> well, I was going to tell you, I don't have a, a long story either. I was with um, mother of the show, Betty. Okay. Do you remember? This is probably a few months ago, like six months ago. Um, no. Where she went somewhere and then she had a flat tire and she claimed, I don't, I don't remember what the story was. She had some weird claim. Uh, the curb ran into her or something like that, right? Remember she like ran into a curb and got a flat yeah. tire, the whole thing. <laughs> so whatever. We didn't even believe it then, right? So, okay. So we have that story out of the way. We, we understand. We remember that story. Okay. So the other day, uh, my mom had to take the nieces, my nieces home. It's like, I'll go with you. So we go, routine, drop off, we leave. And then she says, now Mike's going to know what I'm talking about here. And maybe some of you might know what I'm talking about here. But uh, uh, Mike specifically will. She goes, it was lunchtime. And she goes, you know what? It's too hot. It's been very hot here in Southern California. She goes, I just kind of want to stop and get lunch at Brea's Best. Are you down with that? I'm like, sure. So I phoned the order in, actually, because I learned that trick at Brea's Best. You phone the order in, it's ready right when you get there. Okay? Great. Phone the order in, we get, we're driving, and um, we had to make a U-turn because we're coming from the south, okay, to Brea's Best. It's right there on Brea Boulevard. If you want to go on Google Maps, on Brea Boulevard and Fir Street, F-I-R Street, you can see Brea's Best. We're coming from the south. She has to make a U-turn to go into the little driveway. Mike Lawson. And by the way, I don't know, maybe I was on my phone or something. No one was talking. No one was talking. It was silence. She makes the U-turn. Mike Lawson. She ran right into the curb. <gasps> to, like, like literally ran into the curb. Where, like perpendicular to it. Perpendicular to the curb. Full <laughs> speed. Right? Where like the car jumps. Everyone in the parking lot stares at my mom. And I go, ah! Right? Pops the tire. <gasps> 
right? So luckily the the parking lot's right there. So she just like coasts it right in, you know, to a parking spot that's open. And she goes, run and tell the people to stop making the food. Because I have to call AAA. Go, Mom, that food is done. Right. So I went and paid for the food and then uh, came back. All right. Put the food in the car. Now we have to wait for AAA. It takes them like. like she, she's getting to the point where you might need to take her license away she, soon. She even said, like, she goes, maybe I shouldn't drive anymore. Uh, and so um, she, uh, the AAA comes, they change the tire. And, uh, but I, I was, if I would have been talking, it would have been my fault. Thank yeah. God there was pure silence. It would have been, Joey was talking to me and I yeah. crashed into the curb, you know, but luckily no one was talking. But there is, what's funny is what she was telling me before, and I can't say too much yet. I, it's one of these, okay. Did I ever tell you about the TV show I was writing where it was about where like I move home and my mom and I solve mundane mysteries? No, I don't think so. I've never talked about it. There's a whole pilot written and everything like that, which is so funny because everyone loves the pilot, but nothing's ever happened with it, right? Okay. But it was, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a pilot where was my mom and me solving mundane neighborhood mysteries. Okay. Like for instance, remember where, like who moved into the house next door or across yeah. the street? That would have been a whole episode of like solving yeah. the mystery of who solved it, who uh, moved across the street. Okay. How are the neighborhood kids touching my grass? Yes. That no, that definitely was <laughs> one of the episodes, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, right now, my mom just casually told me, it's not someone that's related to me, but, like, my mom's cousin, her husband's uncle, so it's very far away from me, not at all, right, is missing. Oh. Right? Yeah. And it's super convoluted convoluted story. So, she was telling me the story about him being missing, and but there was a moment of silence before. I'm surprised she didn't blame it on the story about him being missing. (sighs) Like my mother, I'm guessing our moms are similarly aged, Mm -hmm. um, give or take maybe five years, but Mm -hmm. like right around that same spot. Mm -hmm. But they're in similar mental spaces, I believe. Where I don't know, I like my mom. I think it's like the the beginning of Alzheimer's or like dementia or something. Truly, like I'm not saying like oh she has a bad memory must. You know, like the joke of Alzheimer's, but like actual, real, some mental decline. Mm-hmm. And driving, uh, she still drives, but mm-hmm. there were, I think it was maybe three cars, but at least two that were totaled because of accidents she got into. Mm-hmm. One of them was, I mean, I don't know that she fell asleep, but like she was sleepy and she ran into like some traffic, um, like oh, construction really? barrier. And it wasn't, like, head-on and, like, you know, really bad. But, like, it went under the car and, like, ripped it up so much that the car was totaled. Mm -hmm. And then another time, traffic stopped quickly and she slammed on the brakes and was fine. But when she did that, she had, like, food in the – on the passenger seat that kind Mm -hmm. of fell into the – onto the ground. So Mm -hmm. she leaned down to pick it up. And when she did that, took her foot off the brake and then hit the car in front of her. So she didn't, like – slam into a car but she then tapped the car at enough speed that i think the car was totaled if i remember correctly yeah it just wasn't worth fixing so i don't know she has some some problems too similar to what your mom is doing or stories where like oh my god i was trying to get to what i thought was a parking lot but i guess it wasn't a driveway that i drove up and i was on the sidewalk ha 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 but it's like 
kind of concerning too. No, it is. It is my mom. My mom gets. I don't know if your mom's like this. My mom gets super distracted. Where I think my mom has ADHD. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think. I think my parents both have things that they would have been diagnosed with kids when yeah. they were more cognizant. And I think my mom has ADHD. My mom has trouble focusing on things. And by the way, this is not an old thing. She's always been like that. Like since I was a kid. Yeah. Where like any no, shiny thing just distracts her. My mom's memory stuff has been since I was a kid as well. And we've always kind of been like, ah, my mom's a little like ditzy or like we would describe it that way. But then now that I'm kind of like, you know, looking at the whole thing, like maybe she's just always had some like memory shit going on and it's getting worse. And now we're seeing what it is. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know, parents. I'm <laughs> my sister might be listening, but I'm glad she lives closer because she's the one that's. Gonna <laughs> oh, I'm sure my brother 100 percent loves that I'm here, and I just yeah. he just gets the stories, you know. Yeah, he gets the story. And, he basically gets his own private catching up. And your brother, it's funny he's Michael too, but like, just like me, I almost like enjoy the stories when my sister tells them. But like, she'll tell the story because she was at their house and she's like i had to fucking leave because i could yeah. not stand how crazy they are whereas to me it's just a good story about yeah, mom going nuts it's like when john paul tells me stories about evil john i've been there during these tantrums and they're very uncomfortable and they're not fun but i yeah. love hearing about them or i love talking about them later on the show you know yeah. but they're not fun when you're in it right like I know um, people are like, I want to meet Evil John. I'm like, you really? Well, the problem is like the first time he meets you, like he's on his best behavior. It's when he gets comfortable with you, and you're like, ugh. Yeah. I think the people think he's gonna he's gonna turn into Rumpelstiltskin immediately, and that's just that's not how it works. Anyway, what do you got going on next week? Um, a bunch of nothing. I'm trying to even think. I mean, my my work schedule is gonna change soon. Mm-hmm. Um, in so a good way or bad way for us? Um, in a bad way, I guess. Oh, uh, why? What's happening? Well, I mean, it's good for me, but it it'll have to. We'll have to change our our recording time. I think because <gasps> oh, I'm gonna start going in kind of like Sunday through Thursday oh, for a bit. Mm-hmm. So I've like hired Friday somebody morning? that's gonna do like night the night um kind of like stuff. And I just need to find one. So, I don't know. I'm just kind of doing a switcheroo. Yeah. Um, it's good for me. It's making my like stuff a little more consistent and mm-hmm. easier to predict, which is good. Mm-hmm. But my Sunday mornings might be booked for a while. Um, so that's happening. I'm leaving Celeste's house. Mm-hmm. I'm. I got some work to. I don't. You know. I'm just a boring old man. Mm-hmm. What do you got going on? Well, let me see. I'm looking at my calendar. It's just oh. you know we're coming up to the end of my teaching summer. And so it's just really, really booked up with just teaching. So um, there's not really much. It's just teaching and um, that's it. I think I'm going to join a a gay men's softball league. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Is that a bad idea? Well, you already got the bat. Hey, hold on for a second, could you? Let me say that again. You already got the bat. Yeah, I thought, I thought like, what could be like the meanest thing I could do for that joke? And I just thought, I'm not going to laugh. Well, you forget that I can edit the show. (laughs) 
true. But I'm thinking about joining it. I and the reason so they have like a fall ball league where it's like not super competitive and kind of gets you into the rules and stuff. And then mm-hmm. in January they have like their actual competitive league. So I thought joining fall ball and then if I like it, joining an actual league. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I just need to be like a little more social, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And like I've thought about this before in years past, but I've never been kind of like in a physical space where I was like, I don't know. Sports have always been kind of scary to me, mm-hmm. but I'm physically active now where I feel like I could at least hold my own. Maybe I don't, I'm not co- super coordinated, but I'm not like uncoordinated plus I don't know, like really out of shape. I don't know. I think it might be time. The end. All right. Well, uh, um, okay, go ahead. All right, I will. Uh, nice catching up with Joey. Go to hell, Mike. Okay, bye. for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson and follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail. They never miss a week. Yeah, 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 yeah.